This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Look forward to the challenge. Look forward to the the battle. Um, You know, we like like where we're at. Um, We like our group, how how the makeup of our team, how we play the game. Um, You play all these games to play playoff hockey, and uh, we know how to play playoff hockey. We're looking forward to um, dropping the puck in that first game. And welcome in Judd's Hockey Show. It's Judd, it's Declan, and I can tell you that uh, while Dean, and yes, he's t- talking about playoffs now with the regular season having come to an end last night for the Wild, at least in Nashville, I can tell you that behind the scenes, I ran into a team official during the course of the game on Tuesday who's like, let's just get these games done. Let's get through this. I just want to get, because at that point in time, they were obviously resigned to being in third place. Let's get through this. Let's start the playoffs. Here's the interesting thing as we record this show, and we plan on doing another show um, early on Monday to have out for most of the day because of this. Um, If you recall back in, I don't know, I think it was February or so, there was flooding in the Nashville arena, which delayed a couple of games or postponed them. Well, one of those games was Colorado and Nashville. Uh, Colorado's season was supposed to be done by now. However, it's not done, and they're going to play the makeup game for the uh, game that got flooded out. Uh, tonight, which is Friday, if Colorado wins that game, Colorado will finish in first place and the Wild will play Dallas in the playoffs starting on Monday. If Colorado were to lose to Nashville, and, and now now Nashville actually has a nice young team, so it's plausible, I guess. I don't think that they will, but then Dallas will be in first place. Correct, Declan? Yeah, so the, if, if uh, the Stars win the division... The Wild will open in Dallas on Monday. That's the mm-hmm. plan. If they mm-hmm. if Avs beat the Preds on Friday, the Wild will open a playoff series in Colorado on Tuesday. So games one and two in a potential Dallas series are slated for Monday, Wednesday next week. Colorado, a Tuesday, Thursday situation for next week. Yes, and so we still have to wait and see. Um, I would say that the odds are pretty strong that the Wild is going to open against the Dallas Stars for the second time, I think, in franchise history, playing the Dallas Stars, the four Minnesota Stars, in the first round of the playoffs. But we are now done with the regular season. Um, So let's start here, Dex. What is your confidence as we get set for the start of the playoffs next week? the best time of the year for a hockey fan. What is your confidence in the Wild's ability to win a first-round series, I believe, for the first time since 2015? Well, if it's Dallas, I like their chances an awful lot. Um, 
I don't think that they are as scary as they once used to be. That core's been there a while, the core being, you know, Sagan, Jamie, Ben, that have just been there, it feels like, since the dawn of time. Um, and Jake Ottinger's a good goalie. In fact, I would even rec- I would even say that Jake Ottinger would be the best goaltender in that series if you're just stacking up Ottinger versus Fleury versus Gustafson. Um, he is, in my opinion, a better goaltender than both those guys. Now, I would say the Wilds goaltending tandem is better than Dallas Stars tandem because they will ride Jake Ottinger into the ground. But um, I, I like how the Wild would stack up against Dallas. Dallas is now older and a little slower, um, and I would feel pretty good about that. If it was Colorado, I think uh, it would be it'd be tough. Um, I know they have kind of overcome their injuries to a degree, um, but their playoff tested, they're coming off a cup win. Uh, that would be a little bit more problematic, especially if the Wild are obviously going to be without uh, Joel Erickson Eck and asking just some players to play up a little bit more than they should. I think that that's just not a good matchup for Minnesota. Could they win some games for sure? Um, could they beat the Avs potentially? But I feel a lot better if it was a series against the Dallas Stars. Just to clarify, too, um, if Colorado gets a point in, in its game, so if it uh, gets a point but not two points against Nashville on Friday, the two teams, Dallas and Colorado, will finish with 108 points, to which you now say, oh, if that happens, who do they play? Now, in most worlds, in most sports that make sense, wins def- wins decided. Colorado has 50 wins right now. Dallas has 47. And, of course, Dallas, like the Wild, their regular season is done. But in the NHL, in the goofy, wacky world of the National Hockey League, regulation wins is the first tiebreaker. And Dallas is at 39. Colorado is at 35. So if they tie in points, the Wild will open Tuesday against the Abs. So I've been saying all along that I'm aligned with you. I don't want the defending Stanley Cup champions who have been playing great hockey. And make no mistake, Dallas has played really well of late as well. So uh, but I don't want the defending Stanley Cup champions who are playing really well right now in the opening round. Uh, we, we did get word, and I don't know if this would have made a difference or not, that Gabriel Landeskog will not be back this season. He tried to ramp things up. I don't know if it didn't go well, but he's been out all year. And so um, you won't be facing him, but Colorado is still good. I would prefer if the Wild can get past the first round to have a more worn down abs team. Nathan McKinnon gets hurt, like things happen. Um, Dallas, what scares you there is, yes, Ottinger could probably win you a series. Wild fans obviously are used to seeing goaltenders play huge roles. I'll uh, give you Jake Allen, for example. But uh, Jason Robertson also has emerged as a great young player. And so it won't be easy. That being said, I don't think... It's too. I don't think it's too much to ask to beat the Dallas Stars. I'm not favoring the Wild, but I don't think it's too much to ask to say or to state that they should have a good chance in a series against them. Colorado, I'm with you. I think it becomes tougher. And so I think the most interesting thing, come or among them, I should say, among, on Monday or Tuesday night is because we know exactly who's going to start in goal for Dallas, Biottinger. Yeah. Borgia would start in goal for the Habs. I think the most interesting thing and the first tale of like, where is Dean at? Because I think, I mean, I keep I keep tweeting this and saying this. This, ser- this series and these playoffs are a huge indication of Dean maturing potentially as a National Hockey League coach. Uh, and so it's this. Who's in goal? Who's between the pipes when you open mm-hmm. the playoffs? 
The one thing that I have seen is the fact that Gustafson played back-to-back games, uh, then he didn't play on Tuesday, but he did play on Thursday, indicates to me that they are leaning towards him. But that being said, we still aren't going to know for sure until that game starts. Yeah, and it could be Gustafson, could be Mark Audrey Fleury. Um, Gustafson has been the better goaltender statistically. It's not really even close anymore. Um, and but Mark Andre Fleury is playoff tested. This group leadership loves to give veterans more the benefit of the doubt than unproven guys. Not to suggest that Gustafson has been unproven during this miraculous run. I mean, Judd, you can make a case he should be a Vesna finalist for God's sakes. He's been that good. He really has statistically. Yeah. He has been that good. Um, right. Probably won't get the love and 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 the glamour like uh, other goaltenders get. Um, but I I think they'll lean flurry. I won't be shocked or upset if it's Gustafson, obviously. I, I feel pretty good about either goaltender there. Um, but depends how they win and how they perform, too, in, in game one. Um, it's going to be h- awfully difficult, as much as they've been rotating these guys in its rotation, if they beat the Stars 3 nothing in Dallas in game one or Colorado in game one. Are you really going to pull Marc-Andre Fleury? Um, that's where the things become very, very interesting to me. Um, and Dean Evison didn't make proper adjustments till it was too late last year. Um, and Peter DeBoer has been to plenty of playoff series. He's been there with the Sharks, uh, been there with, I believe, Vegas Golden Knights as well. So, wild. yeah, he's beaten the yep. Wild before. So he knows how to win playoff games uh, uh, and whatnot and, and, and what to do in the, in the postseason. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very curious on who starts in net. I, I feel pretty good about either goaltender. Um, on the Dallas front here, just for a little bit again, assuming it's Dallas, we could have egg in our face by the time uh, 24 no, hours no. from now or 12 hours no, from now when this fine. game's over. Um, it is an interesting group because obviously you have Ben and Pavelski and Sagan who are in their 30s. You know, Tyler Sagan's still only 31 years old. He's just been in the league for since he was like 18, 19, and I for, always forget that. But then, you know, you have guys like Jason Robertson. Wyatt Johnston's been phenomenal for them. He has... 24 yep. goals as a 19-year-old this year. So it's it's a it's a nice blend. I don't I, when I said it's an older team, um there's there's certainly some jolts of youth that can uh that this team can build around beyond this season and that can for sure score some big time goals. You're right. Jason Robertson, who was runner up to Kirill for the the Calder Trophy 2 years ago, um is a very dynamic player. I just think that this group is a little bit more susceptible that the Wild can expose them to a degree. Um Having Eck out stinks. I mean, that is that is a huge blow. Joel Erickson Eck plays a playoff style hockey that is going to be very um, tough to re- replicate. And I know Frederick Goudreau, new contract for him, five year deal, is going to be asked to play a little bit more than he should. But that's the cards they're dealt here. But I I, I like how they would stack up against Dallas. The um, in, intriguing thing here too is Dallas's first three lines are a shining example of what you're talking about with like a combination of, of really good youth and vets. Their first line, Rope Hints centers Jason Robertson on the left wing and Joe Pavelski, who's my age, on the right wing. But Joe Pavelski remains an elite player, yeah. and, and his ability his ability to tip in goals from in front is just off the charts. Their second line is Wyatt Johnson Johnston at center, Jamie Ben on the left side, and Dodonov, I believe he is now going by Dodonov, Evgeny Dodonov, on the right wing, who they got from Montreal in a trade around the deadline. Their third line, and this is where they've got depth, okay? And, And again, I will say this. The Wild 
And this goes back to your Erickson Eck point. The Wild, when it comes to centers, don't have this depth. No. Tyler Sagan is the third-line center. He used to be a first-line type of guy. Max Domi, who they got from the Blackhawks at the deadline, is the third-line left wing. And Mason Marchment, who's had a tough year, I think, or certainly has gone through some slumps, on the right wing. And then their fourth-line center is Radic Faxa. So they basically go at least three, if not four, Pretty quality guys, good depth there. Now here's the so here's the the good news. So if that is like a oh boy that that's tough. The good news is this: their top defensive pairing, according to what I am uh, I am lo- looking at here on daily faceoff, is Ryan Suter on the left side, Miro Heskinen Heiskinen I should say on the right side. And now Heiskinen is really good. Uh, but Ryan Suter is there is a top pairing defenseman that can be exposed for sure. He's gotten old. Like no, no matter how I feel about him, he's just gotten old too. So yeah, I think that there is some intrigue here. And again, I'll say it. I think any matchup, Colorado, Dallas, you take your pick is going to come down to at least partially coaching. It's going to come down to at least partially ability to create matchups, uh, it's going to create the, or it's going to come down to the ability to pull the right strings. It can't, it can't be another year of, well, we just left the players in at the locker room to figure it out themselves in the playoffs, regular season decks. I think you can get away with that. Uh, I think when it comes to playoffs, you have to manipulate things a lot more than Dean did. And so, you know, I don't think we should discount that. I don't think that we should discount that. We should find out a lot about Dean because Bill Guerin really can't help in game. Mm-mm. That comes down to Dean. And look, this is now the third get go around for Dean Evison making, you know, leading the Wild, I guess, to to a playoff series here. And you know, I'll I'll discount the bubble for now, but they have had now three consecutive pretty strong regular seasons. Um, and if you can't get it done in the playoffs, well, now there's now that you had a track record, right? We like to talk about sample size and all of sports. Now that's three straight sample sizes of pretty good teams. Whether you have a tough draw or not, it's the playoffs. You're not. There's only eight teams left in your conference. The conference has been wiped in half here. So it's not just all. Oh, well, they they shouldn't have been able to play the Blues last year because it, it's it's the way the playoff structure is set up. Tough tough bleep. This is how this goes. So yeah. uh, so if if the Wild are going to make noise, Dean has to make some some big adjustments. Um, I'm curious how that goes. Let me ask you this too, uh, Judd. If the Wild, who have had obviously struggles scoring five on five for the most part this season, um. I don't think it's as bad as it once was, but obviously the Stars can score. We just mentioned that they have some great youth. They have great veteran guys. How much does the Wilds' lack of maybe scoring five-on-five concern you going into a postseason series against Dallas? Um, It definitely does. It definitely concerns me. I mean, there's a lot of things that concern me uh, about this, but that doesn't mean that I think that, that there is an excuse of, well, they couldn't win, right? Like, like X out, they can't, everyone has guys hurt. It happens. If it doesn't happen going into the playoffs, um, this is a war of attrition. That's how playoff hockey works, but it definitely concerns me. Here's what, so, so here to that point, here's what concerns me the most. Are they going to stand around and watch Kaprizov try and carry the series? Cause they will lose if they do. And we saw it last year. You know, Matt Boldy needs to continue to score, probably not at the ridiculous pace he was. I I get that totally. That's fine. That's fair. That's fine. But but that line continues 
And I don't care who's the center. It needs to continue to produce. Um, it can't be, it can't, we cannot see what we saw last season, last spring against the Blues, which was, hey, Krill, do it all. You know, the Blues' number one focus was on shutting down Kirill, and they couldn't. And yet somehow, Kevin Fiala disappeared. Like, what's the magic there? What's the potion there? Why did Kevin Fiala disappear? The Blues didn't say, you know what, screw it. Let's just let Kaprizov score a ton. Fiala's our guy. And so, I, you know, I think a lot of pressure comes on that line. It comes on the second line. Because Kaprizov is almost certainly going to get his. He just does. He's that good. And, and, um, but I mean, I think if, if you were to ask me too, like, where does the pressure lie? Like, who is pressure on? I would say, in fact, I'll go through, through a list for you. Zuccarello, <laughs> Boldy. Now, Boldy's been great, but he needs to continue that. Right. He needs to continue to score, right? Yep. Uh, Johansson, who's been great, but now there's an expectation there. And, and the interesting thing, decks about that line about the second line johansson goudreau now previously eck and boldy is this one this is putting to the test the dean and bill Guerin theory of the center because the wings are so good now and the wings can create in this case uh johansson that the center basically isn't what we used to think which is he's the facilitator so like this is going to test that you know zuccarello and kaprizov need to be phenomenal Johansson and Boldy need to be phenomenal. Um, and so I do think that there is 1,000% definitely pressure on some guys. And in playoff hockey, wouldn't the reemergence of a Marcus Foligno who can score some damn goals be nice? Yeah, that I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised as much as he is such a big fixture in that room and how much I know Bill Guerin loves him. I mean, he's he's been pretty terrible this season, to be honest. I mean, he's he's been a non-factor. Maybe that's probably a better word. He's been a non-factor for the Wild this season. Terrible is probably too strong of a word. But they need someone like that to step up big time in the playoffs. I, I think maybe your pecking order of guys that you know need to really show up are, for me, it's Boldy. I think Boldy is number one. If Boldy continues this magic and Kirill is Kirill, then, man, you got Batman and Robin there. Secondary scoring, I think, will trickle down just naturally after that. Uh, Zuccarello's had a rough go of it here in the last month. He didn't have Kaprizov for a good chunk of that, but... He obviously has to find his game. And then, yeah, can these supplemental guys, you're near to your point, the Felinos, the Goudreaux, can someone step up in a playoff series that we're not thinking about? Because that's kind of how it works, right? You get yep. guys that are in the fourth line, third line, bottom Amen. six that you think, well, they're not going to score goals. Well, they're not going to have the skill to dance around players, but they're, they're usually the ones that get rewarded that we kind of sleep on a little bit. So, yeah, that that's kind of the pecking order of, of how things will go in a playoff series. Um, and we'll obviously still figure out what, what who the hell they're going to play. But I, I just feel a lot better about their chances against the Dallas than I do against Colorado. Here's my question, too. And I think it's a very important question. And, yes, it's a criticism, but it becomes a factor. Can John Klingberg not lose you a game? Yeah. Like, for all he does, can can he win you a game because he is really good on the power play and, and his ability to get the puck through traffic should not be slept on? Like, that's a, that's something that a lot of guys in this day and age of blocking shots struggle. But I just, Declan, I watch him play in his own zone and I see him throwing the puck out sometimes so irresponsibly. And I think to myself, what if that's the third period of a one-goal game right. in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. 
So, like, my question is that, and if that confidence is not there, do they just swallow hard? Because, like, that's a big deal. That's a very big deal. And I know that they see him as the guy that drives their power play. But that being said, at some point in time, you spend a lot more of the game, especially playoffs, where you're not going to see as many penalties five on five. So that's my question. And then defensively, also, do they find a way to play Brock Faber, who I still think is a very solidifying, exciting talent who probably deserves to play? Yeah, they have to be strategic, I think, with their defensive deployments. And obviously, Spurgeon, Dumba, Spurgeon, Brodeen, excuse me, Spurgeon, Brodeen, and Middleton are obviously very trustworthy defensemen here, okay? Um, Is Klingberg going to be kind of utilized as mostly an offensive zone specialist, power play specialist? Like, I wouldn't be shocked at all if you end up seeing minute charts where Spurgeon, Middleton, Brodeen end up playing 23 to 25 plus minutes a night uh, because I don't know if they can put John Klingberg out there for you know, more than 15 to 16 minutes without being a complete liability. Wow. Uh, and that, yeah. that's, that, that is the interesting part. I think Faber should play, you know, um, does Merrill round out the parent too? Like who's their third pairing? So the, the whole thing is very interesting, but I don't think this team can afford to put Klingberg in a situation where he is legitimately playing up upwards of 20 minutes a night. It, it would, it would be, it would be suicide. It would be, in my opinion, you are literally hanging yourself out to drive there. Mission. But it's Dean. Dean loves his veterans. Dean he loves does. his vets. So, we uh, we shall find out. Again, we'll find out um, who the Wild is going to play officially tonight, Friday night, when Colorado plays Nashville. We'll be back at you at 9 a.m. Uh, we are going to record on Monday with Jesse Pierce, also on the show, to preview uh, and set things up for what should be a fun playoff series. Declan? Yeah, hit the subscribe button, Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment, right here on Score North. This is Judd's Hockey Show. Uh, we're excited to have another playoff series, obviously, right here. And if you're new to us, thank you. Uh, we'll turn that show a bit over to you as well with some vent line calls. Uh, Judd will be at the XL for games three and four, uh, maybe maybe even uh, game six and whatnot too. So we'll we'll be live after every single game right here on the Score North YouTube channel. So uh, we're excited to talk to you guys. Thank you for helping us making uh, Judd's Hockey Show one of the most listened to wild podcasts around. Uh, we'll have Jesse Pierce too next week to uh, kind of preview the playoff series too. So uh, hit that subscribe button and pass shoot score.